This podcast was made with Descript. Descript is a groundbreaking new media tool that allows creators to edit audio and video like a text document and create a realistic clone of their own voice for seamless edits. Please check out our Patreon at Asian Hustle Network. We want Asians to continue being meaningful and give back to the Asian community. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute to our feature, we hope you become a patron. Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Jia Zhang. Jia is the owner of Rejection Therapy, a website that provides inspiration, knowledge, and products for people to overcome their fear of rejection. He is also the CEO of Dare Me, a company that teaches people and trains organizations to become fearless through rejection training. In 2015, he authored the Amazon best-selling book, Rejection Proof, How I Beat Fear and Became Invincible Through 100 Days of Rejection, and was one of the most viewed TED Talks of 2017. Jia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. Jia, I'm super excited to have you on the show. As I mentioned before the podcast, you know, I watched your, 100, your TED Talk on rejection. And that really motivated me and that really inspired me a lot too. You know, like I purposely got rejected like you for like a week and I couldn't take it anymore. I was So hats off to you, man. And I'm really, really excited to have you in the podcast today. So Jia, I'm kind of curious, like what was your upbringing like that, that caused you to sort of become this the, the, why don't you become an entrepreneur? Because I know you mentioned that you come from four generations of teachers. So yeah. what's the one difference that made you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, so um, I grew up in a pretty sheltered environment. You know, my um, really just my parents kind of uh, took care of everything for me, basically. But they didn't want me to fail. Uh, and, uh, and I wasn't, but I've always wanted something bigger. You know, I always wanted something uh, bigger than being a teacher. Uh, so what what's kind of life turning moment for me is, is uh, when I was a teenager I I, um, I saw Bill Gates I didn't meet him like I didn't talk to him but I was pretty close pretty close in the in the audience he came to China to promote Windows ninety five and I just found that story is inspirational like that's uh, he can use technology to change the world and. And now, just because one idea he had, and he worked on the idea, we're gonna use computers. Like at the time, the computer was amazing to me. Like I had a, you know, I had a computer at home. I was, I was doing all kind of things, playing video games. I was watching. I was uh, typing and writing stuff, and I was just like, wow, one man's idea can make all this. So that's where I feel like I want to be the next Bill Gates. You know, I'll be the Chinese version of Bill Gates. And <laughs> when, I want to turn that idea into something that can change the world. So that's really the, the, the moment for me. Wow. 
And did you kind of announce that plan to your family? And what was their expectation of it? Because and what, what came first? Did you want to buy Microsoft first or <laughs> why start a company first? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I did. I mean, when you're, when you're a teenager, you, you just, one day you're like, uh, like a guy who just, who just got, and then, you know, the next day you want to change the world. You have, you know, you, I mean, it was very impressionable. Right. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be the next Bill Gates. So I wrote a letter to my family and just kind of proclaiming my dream of becoming the next Bill Gates. I wrote that letter. Um, my family kept this letter for me for all these years and they sent it to me while I was 30. They're like, have you done this? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I said in the letter, I, I want to um, do all these things, you know, I want to build my, I want to build the company when I was uh, when I was uh, young and when I was when I was 20, will be 25, I will buy Microsoft and Bill Gates, you know, I will be the next, you know, it's just all the kind of grandiose things that you write as a teenager boy. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I love how you just have so many dreams and aspirations, even as a young boy. What was the turning um, point like? I know, you, yeah. I know you mentioned inside your uh, TED talk that you know, you're 30, still working your job, and you haven't really taken that leap yet. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn more about like your professional career before you became an entrepreneur. Yeah. And what was your thought process like? What were you thinking while you were working in, in corporate? Because it's so relatable to us, and that's so relatable to our community that we built, Asian Hustle Network, you know? Because essentially, we're encouraging people to take the untraditional path to success. Yes. So, so I mentioned that about the dream I had, right? I want to be this entrepreneur. I want to turn ideas into reality, but reality hit. And I, one day I turned 30 and I was like, I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of this thing. And I saw that letter. I'm like, I, like I missed out. Like what happened? And I was doing well for myself. I was working for a fortune 500 company. I was working for Dell. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas at the time. And it was a good job paying me six figures. Uh, and, uh, and I just, I bought a house, bought a dog, you know, bought a car. Uh, my wife's pregnant. We got a baby on the way, you know, because everything is, uh, the, the, you know, from the outside. They're like, oh, you're on this trajectory to American dream, you know, awesome. Um, but inside it was eating me up. It was, I feel like, where was the kid who wrote that letter? This is the, this is not life I want. I mean, it's not, it's a great life, but it's not my life. I'd rather live poor or I'd rather just don't not worry about like don't have this all kind of security but at least when i get older i feel like i'm not i don't have a regret you know I, I give it to try if i fail i fail but i didn't even go for it what i went after was what everyone else was telling me what's good you know my my family and friends are all doing this and find a good job you got to have security you want to be entrepreneur sure but let's let's establish financial security first. And that means you get old and you have a lot of money. Then maybe you can do what you maybe you can do that. Like I'm just like, life is is passing me by. It's it's not when you turn 30 and and I just like, wow, it's I feel like I'm almost over the hill. And and I got if I don't do this, someday I'm gonna be like having regret with people patting me on the back saying, oh, you did, you did a good job in being a provider. You did a good job in this, all that, but just, I'm not gonna be able to tell anyone because deep inside I knew I wasted my life. So I didn't want to have that feeling. That's why I, I, I had to take the jump uh, to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. so, 
so so powerful the um, year we chose because yeah we resonate with that so much yeah <laughs> and i mean i personally would you know feel the same way too especially because you had that letter that you showed on your ted talk you know you had those you know little red boxes around microsoft and everything like that you had this dream that you wanted to be an entrepreneur right and i think a lot of us you know entrepreneurs resonate with that too because we have this dream and what if we don't go through with it, right? We turn you know, 80, 90 years old and we look back on our lives and we didn't accomplish that dream. That'll haunt us for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm just glad that you made that jump. I yeah. do wanna reiterate too that, you know, this is how much your video has affected me, right? Because when you, in, your, in your video, you mentioned that when you almost turned 30, you made the jump. So I think I was watching your video when I was 26, right? So I actually made the jump Couple, couple <laughs> days before I turned 30, because I'm like, oh wait, Gia made a jump at 30. I want to like be a couple days early, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's that's how much your video impacted me, you know. And the fact that we're connected right now, talking about your story, having you in the Asian Hustle Network podcast, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And hats off to you. I mean, you're a huge reason why Asian Hustle Network even exists. And for, before the idea of rejection is so uncomfortable to me. I can't, I can't phantom like having insecurity, but your thoughts of like, what is my legacy? What am I doing in my life? I had those thoughts too. And you know what? Screw it. I'm going to jump. I'm going to see what I can do. You know, so I have thoughts to you and thank you so much for that. No, no, thank you for saying that. But you know what? Hats off to you. So many people watch TED Talks and watch videos and um, they get those daily dose of inspiration and just somehow make them feel good. You give people idea of fantasizing what could be, but taking that action, you know, taking that first step and keep walking. And when you trip up, you fall, you have to p- push yourself up, you know, kind of lick your wounds and, and we wash yourself um, off and just keep going, right? All those things are, are, your, are your action. You know, those are not mine. So uh, taking, you know, I just say inspiration is only like the beginning. Like many people get inspired. They say they get inspired. But taking that action, those you know, walking, you know, that journey, and like Confucius said, you know, like a, a journey of a thousand miles start with the first step, right? Taking that first step and keep going. When you don't see the end inside, when you're in the dark, that's on you. That's on you. That's not on any sort of motivation. It's from inside. So uh, yeah. So I just want to commend you for doing this. And and uh, I, of course, part of it, you know, I, you know when you tell, tell me the story and how I inspires you, that make me, you know, very. It's it's a very satisfying thing to hear. But I have to give credit to you. And I mean, and, I mean, you know, to both of you to take the idea to reality. I know it's not easy, but uh, and then it's not going to be easy going forward. But um, it's. Um, this is your thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. And out of curiosity too, you know, when you made that jump, it sounded like you had a lot of things going on, right? You had a new house, new car, new family, new kid coming on the way. How did you convince your significant other that you want to be unemployed to pursue this idea that there's no certainty mm-hmm. while facing the pressure of, of finances and taking care of your future or, or your current kid, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, here's a here's a secret for convincing your spouse for that is you just have to marry right. Uh, so I mean I got lucky. I, honestly, I got lucky. Um, my wife has been very just very supportive to me. That we met each other at business school, and when I when I met her, like all I talked about was like she said like all you talked about is your business ideas. Mm-hmm. That's like, and she's like that's that's 
partly what made her fall in love with me. She's like, this guy is gonna go places. He loved to do all these things. Then she, then she saw me like kind of a suffering, you know, collecting paychecks, living this kind of a, you know, the suburban American life. I, and, and she was, she saw I was just dying inside. She was like, hey, if I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, just go ahead and do it. You know, I, I won't have that, like, remember when you, every day you talked about your business ideas, I want to get that guy back. If you want to, if you want to, um, you know, pursue this dream, just, you got to go for it and you know, don't have any regret. But here's a trick. She said, don't do it forever. How about you do it for six months? Okay. She gave me a deadline. She's like, well, let's reassess this thing in six months. If you can meet goals, these goals, if you feel like you're gaining traction, if you're getting somewhere, then let's keep going. But if you're going nowhere, hey, look for a job again. There's so many companies and so many jobs out there. They're always hiring. Sometimes like we think we give up a job. It's like give up something that's like life and death, right? But it's just a job. You know, go to a website of any company. They're always hiring. So you can always be one of those 100,000 guys working at these companies. But you only have one job. You only have one life. So that's what uh, she, why she supported me. And so I, I, you know, so I make that plunge. Wow. All the pressure was actually on her because she had to kind of gain, she was getting a lot of pressures and, and dissatisfaction from her parents, you know, the in-laws from me, yeah. right? So they're like, what? This guy's crazy. Like he's quitting his job. He's just, his wife is pregnant, about to have babies. It's, it's crazy. So, but she was like, no, this is not his decision. It's our decision. So having that support really helps. Wow. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. A good support system goes a long way. Yeah. So I quit first and I'm like, all right, Maggie, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same with Brian. Like I know he is super ambitious and, you know, he has all these dreams of, you know, being an entrepreneur and, you know, doing something really big in life. And so that, that goes a long way support, you know, and it goes, it goes a long way more than we think. Yeah. yeah. So we know the entrepreneur journey is, is the highs are highs and the lows are lows. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about them real quick. Let's talk about your highs first and then your lows and how do you overcome them? Exactly. Uh, so you mean my entrepreneur journey and the highs and lows? Yeah. Um, the highs was, let me talk about the lows first. Okay. <laughs> so that's, 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 that's the lows because the lows, the highs come to the, come after the lows. There are many lows. There's still lows today, you know, and, and I, it just a continuous journey. Sometimes we feel like, Hey, I've, uh, I've made it, you know, I've made it. Maybe there's some sort of milestone. Maybe there's some sort of event, some sort of like, maybe I, I pop, you know, maybe I publish a book, maybe become like a bestseller. You know, it was actually on uh, number one on audible for a whole month. And, and uh, maybe it was like, you know, when I give that, be able to have that Ted talk, maybe I was able to get that award for, uh, from Toastmasters, uh, you know, to, was for leadership. And I was the moment saying, Hey, I made it. No, I never made it. I'm always becoming, I'm always becoming who I'm going to become the next stage. So I've never arrived. So let's go back to like lows. Like during my um, entrepreneurship journey, I started building this app, hiring uh, engineers and just building a team together, you know, trying to build this mobile app. And then, then, but it didn't work. It was like, you know, it was not working. Um, And I thought I was going to get this investment and didn't. That that, that rejection really hurt me. Uh, And 
And it also exposed myself to me. I'm like, man, you're weak. You're like, you know, I was like, well, the, the first thing I thought when I get rejected was just to quit. Like, it was like, ah, this is not for me. That guy, he rejected me. He's, he knows a lot more than me. Right. And when he said those things and he, I, I, and he wasn't very polite either that was that rejection. So was that was, I'm like, he knew more than me. And that means I'm, I'm not good for it. Right. I don't have it. But then I'm just, I call myself. Sometimes you just have to, have to catch yourself. I'm like, man, this is crazy talk you're giving yourself. Like, think you want to be Bill Gates. Bill Gates is not going to act like this. He got rejected a lot of times, I bet. He's not going to be be like, ah, oh, man, this this whole Windows idea, this DOS and Windows idea is, is, is a dream. I should just give up. He just kept going until he finished. So I said to myself, I like, I got to keep going. I got to do better. I got to not think quitting when I get rejected. So that was the low moment. And the, but sometimes the low moment is like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That moment did not kill me. And it let me reflect and made me strong. And so that's the, that's why I, I did this rejection therapy thing. You know, I, I, and you know, some of you might know, I, I did a uh, hundred days of rejection every day. I'll get rejected on, um, on purpose. Uh, I'll just went on the street and talk to people. I was like asking people to say, hey, can you give me a hundred dollars? And, uh, you know, and uh, ask people to give me a burger refill when I go to PetSmart. And uh, and I, I was like uh, talking to them and say, hey, can you give me a haircut? Uh, instead, of, <laughs> instead of give me a dog, give me, give it to me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so it's just all kind of things. I just want to have some fun. I want to get rejected. And I want to build up my muscle. I want to not feel like quitting after rejection. Um, yeah. So the highest came like when that, that, that blog. So I started blogging about this. I feel, I start, I feel myself using my phone and I got the highest when I, this videos went viral. And I thought I was the only person who was afraid of rejection. As it turned out, everyone was afraid of rejection and people were just following me and commenting on my, on my blog and people asked me to speak. And so those were like, wow, I found something much bigger than my original idea. This whole rejection thing is something much bigger. Yeah. What I really I want to say if you oh, yeah, to comment after that. Wow, that is really inspiring. And for those who are listening who are just beginning entrepreneur journey, you're gonna get rejected a lot. Mm-hmm. No matter how great your idea is, you're gonna get rejected still. And that's mm-hmm. a part of the game. You know? Mm-hmm. And you know, when we started Asian Hustle Network, we got people told us it's a stupid idea. <laughs> you know? um, or worse, it's like, why are you guys the face of the organization? It should be behind the scenes. You know, and we got those a lot. And even fundraising right now, I still face rejection all the time. But it's a part of the game. And then it's something that should not determine your self worth. And it's something that should not determine your ability to succeed. You know, think of it this way. You're, you're going to get like a hundred no's, but all you need is one yes to change your life. Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm so drawn to Jaws Gia story is because, you know, I was afraid of rejection before, you know, and watching his story, I record myself for seven days and I got rejected, but mine's more like fun stuff. I like really like, yeah, like, like things that make me scared type of things. Um, and then now I have in the podcast, you know, the universe works in a very crazy way. 
<laughs> you know, talking to the guy that inspired me like four or five years ago. Um, and yeah, yeah, still very happy to have you here, by the way. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I appreciate that. And just, you know, when you look, when you look for rejection this way, what happens is you start separating rejection from yourself. You start to be like, this is not just about me. Like this is a, I'm seeing this like a, like I'm dissecting a frog, right? Uh, it's a rejection is uh, okay. Just, that second frog, just because the frog is, I don't know, uh, has like five legs or have a tumor or it's like bad at coding. Right. That doesn't mean has nothing to do with me. Has it to do with that frog? The same thing with rejection. We used to like, my, my mentality is, it's all about me. Like, because I'm the center of my own universe. Right. I'm, I'm this hero of my own movie. That's why like every reject, every time I get rejected, I'm like, man, Every time I do something wrong, how can I, man, that's, I always like take that internally, but now I'm just like, oh, I got rejected. It actually probably says more about that person than me. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's definitely take, you know, says more about that person than, you know, than me. So when you separate rejection from yourself, it's almost like a superpower. You can just like not, not get so down after rejections. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I really like is that, you know, I know you had that, that rejection, um, day where you went to someone's garden or someone's house and you asked them if you could plant uh, a flower or a a certain plant in their backyard and he said no but he redirected you to someone else's house and said oh this person my neighbor loves you know plants and flowers maybe you can ask her right and you 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 pointed out something that was very very important that when you do get rejected you know and we were talking about this earlier too when you do get rejected it, it doesn't mean that you know there's something wrong with you like you said yeah but Maybe it just doesn't work for that particular situation or that particular person, right? But it may work for something else or someone else. And yeah. you know, I was also going to talk about like the fundraising for Asian Hustle Network. I think that it's so easy for us to feel like there's something wrong with us because like when people don't, you know, want to invest in us, like we, I personally think like, oh, there's something wrong with our business plan and there's something wrong with Asian Hustle Network. Right? We all get redirected all the time. We get redirected all the time. <laughs> to the right and, people. Yeah, to the right people. And they personally love like Asian Hustle Network. So I think that's really important to know that like- You don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. Like you just have to find someone who works best with you. You know, not every situation, not every person will work best with you. And you just have to find the one that works best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like sometimes I feel- like the rejections, you want to get some big rejections. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Like this, uh, if, if the first thing you, like, okay, what's the worst is the lukewarm acceptance, mm-hmm. right? You want to, I, I, I was like, if you get some really people re- rejecting you, if they can somehow you get them to be passionate about this, like meaning like, this is stupid, right? This is like, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. If you get that, I'm like, then you're like, oh, Great, I, I think I'm getting somewhere. Why? I've been looking at this whole, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneur stories. I'm, I'm a big student of entrepreneurship. As it turned out, like a lot of times when people, the, the best ideas, when they first met these so-called experts, whether it's a VC or angel investor, <clears throat> and they would be like, this is the worst idea in the world, right? Look at the idea of Airbnb um, <clears throat> and Uber. What you're trying to invite people into my house, right? Just because I collect some rent, I turn my house into some sort of apartments. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna get murdered tomorrow. This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard, right? Go to the uh, uh, Uber. I'm driving my car to work now. All of a sudden, I'm driving. I'm sh- I'm I'm shuttling people from place to place. 
I mean, that's the worst idea. These are the type of re- the comments that they they first heard from people like really intelligent people. Like the the the, the, the I mean, the idea is Uber was like re- got rejected by some of the biggest, most like most influential VCs in Silicon Valley. Then as he kept going, and they all had like FOMO and had regret. That's why they, a lot of them actually went to Lyft, saying, you know, I'm, we missed out on on Uber, and actually we got to. We, we got to be back and live so we don't miss the train. So these people who reject you, whether it's a VC or just, just you know, some everyday people, they're just people like you and me. They have the fears. And of course, they got, they got a lot of us. I mean, they can be really good at their job, but it doesn't mean they're always right. And sometimes they're really not right. So if you just let their, their reaction dictate your action, then you're going nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about rejection therapy. You know, I feel the whole podcast theme is around rejection and making that your strength. Um, how did that idea come about? And, you know, like, walk us through it. Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, what is rejection therapy? Yeah. So I, I, I give the, I mean, the original idea was, uh, came up by, uh, this guy named Jason Comley and he's a Canadian entrepreneur. And I always give him credit because he's the one who came up with this idea, which is like the name and idea is just wacky, right? Rejection therapy, go get rejected. It's pretty simple as that. If you're afraid of rejection, go look for rejection. Uh, if you look for rejection enough, you are going to desensitize yourself from this pain. You'll become this like a badass, you know. This, this, that, that, that's really the, the, the simple idea. I found this idea, uh, and I thought that was so fun. And uh, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this with my, uh, my, my twist, right? Uh, I'm gonna be like, I'm, I'm not gonna use a card. So he, so rejection therapy is a deck of thirty cards, and I said I'm gonna, I'm not gonna use the card. I'm just gonna, just do it. Just come up with fun ways to get rejected. I want to crack myself up. You know, the rejection is like a, a, a terrible thing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy subject. If I'm not having fun with this, I'm not going to be, be able to finish it. So I'm going to be like, what, how can I just make the most, have the most fun, um, you know, have the best time. And then, uh, and then while doing this and this thing, actually, this idea of having fun actually stuck with me. Anytime I'm feeling like I'm not having fun, that means I'm either doing this wrong or I have to delegate that task to someone else. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe this. I, I know there's some people, and there are a lot of people who are working within the corporate job or you're grinding entrepreneurs, doing, being an entrepreneur, right? There are things of this that you feel is not fun. You feel like you just have to eat through that, that crap to be able to, you know, to be able to get to the good part. I'm actually saying, thinking, anytime you're like having a tough time and thinking you have to grind this through, um, Think about finding people who are better than you at this, you know, delegating and when let them have fun. So you can focus on something that you are having fun. You can achieve that flow state. So going back to rejection therapy, I wanted to have fun. I had tons of fun. I just, every day I just go get rejected. And I'm just, I'm like cracking myself up. And it, 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 it was helping me also because I, I'm able, I was able to like see the type of traction I was getting, you know, people, uh, I got some viral videos and people, I built a, a, a community around this and people are giving me ideas and everything. So that, that really helped. That's yeah. But I, I love how you say you have to have fun with it. I mean, similar to entrepreneurship, right? I think it's important. I think everyone kind of idolizes just like overworking so hard to the point that you don't have fun. 
but it's super, super important to, you know, have fun once in a while, especially in entrepreneurship and rejection therapy. So while you were doing the 100 days of rejection, was there like a moment in time where you were kind of numb to the feeling of rejection? And talk about just like the transition from like your first day to how you felt on your 100th day. Like what was the biggest difference between those days? Yeah, so that transition, I didn't have to go to 100. That transition came really quickly because on the first day I was, I was scared. Like I was really scared. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I had all this kind of things playing that playing out And the guy. I went and asked someone, someone to give me a hundred dollars. And I was like, you know, he, he was going to cuss me out. You know, he's, he, he might, um, you know, call the police. Did he have a pepper spray? Uh, does he have a club? Like I have all this kind of a, things that are playing out in my mind that was just really bad um but when it happened he would just say please he said no and he, he asked me why and i didn't know what to say i just ran away but the the aha moment came when i was you know putting that video on youtube i had to edit the video uh, and i saw just i saw myself i saw this guy and i was like yeah he said no but he wasn't like by no means he had no in, he was no there's no indication he's gonna turn violent or unpleasant. He just said, no, he asked me why. I could have negotiated, I could have said, hey, I'm trying to overcome my fear of rejection here. I could be like, hey, if you can do 100, can you do 50? You know, I, I could have negotiated, but I, because I was so scared, I just had to run. So that was the aha moment for me. I'm like, oh, okay, like, let me see, like, let me anticipate this rejection. And afterward, let's see what, like, can I turn a no into a yes? So that, uh, that that turning point came really quickly. Day two, when I asked for a burger refill, I did not actually run after rejection. I, I, I stayed engaged for a bit and I just start looking at the things from the third party perspective. And I was like, oh, this is rejection. Oh, here's what's happening. Let me see, right? So that came pretty quickly and um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and after a while I started getting yeses from people left and right. You know, my, my most famous ones, Krispy Kreme video, uh, donuts, the, 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 the donut maker uh, made me those donuts that looked like Olympic rings. And then later on, I was playing soccer in someone's backyard. I was giving a safety announcement on the plane. And I was like, I, I, was, I was just having, I was having a great time. So I wouldn't say numb because I was having such a good time. <laughs> you can be numb when you're, when you're having fun. So mm-hmm. I turned this into a, 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 a like a fun uh, project for me. So, Love yeah. So let's talk about your present day. You know, like what company are you working at right now and what are you hoping to accomplish with that? All right. So I have a new project this year and I'm so excited about, okay. And this actually took a, a little bit of leap of faith uh, that to do this because I have been doing rejection, you know, through speaking, through building an app, through my book for the past few years. But this year I did, a, I did, a, I, I made a transition. It's called a love investor. You know, I'm, uh, it's a, uh, if you go to rejectiontherapy.com, you can find that section. I start blogging about investing, uh, you know, personal finance. This is something that I've been passionate about for the past, um, 10 years, I've been investing for the past 10 years. Um, and I found you, there's a way you can actually align your interest in the world and your, cons- your con- consumption behavior uh, to your investment. 
The odds are, if you like companies and buy their products, and the odds are they're gonna be pretty good investment. Unless you're a weirdo, like if you're a total weirdo and you, like maybe you love, you're a passionate AOL user in 2021, I can't help you, okay? But if you're a regular guy, you probably like Apple, you probably love Google, you probably lo love all these things. And guess what? Those are the best invest, I mean, those companies are best investment for the past 10 years because so many people are passionate about them. So I started um, writing this new thing. Um, just I took that leap to write this thing called Love Investor because I want to help people to to learn investment. Uh, I think that's important. And so, uh, yeah, that's my new project. I think you're always on point. You know, yeah. investment is now such a hot topic. Yeah. It's like anyone can be an investor now. It's like Robin Hood and, and just people be more aware of the news, you know? So I think that your blog and your new venture is definitely very important. Even for myself too, I'm very interested already. I want to hear more, I want to learn more. Um, I think it helps because I think right now we are raising money for Asian Hustle Network. So it's mm -hmm. like we're trying to understand from a um, investor standpoint, like what are you looking for? You know, and we, this is like strictly from our own opinions too, but you know, as an investor, it's like strictly emotional sometimes. You look at the numbers, you're like, ah, this doesn't work. <laughs> you know, but, but your heart says, this is something I want to bet on. Yeah. You know? Exactly. exactly. I, 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 some of the best investment you can, you can sit back and evaluate this like, uh, you know, like I go to a bunch of, I've gone to a bunch of VC pitches, uh, like you know, pitching sessions. And I've, I've actually, uh, you know, watched a lot of lectures on this where how big is the market, you know, and, and, and all that. I mean, those things are very good metrics for VCs. I'm not saying they're not, but if, you know, but some of the best investment are made you know, like, because the person backing it saw those entrepreneurs that are like, oh man, I love them. I mean, I, I, lo I, lo I love these guys, uh, you know, I, I love her, I love him. And, and they remind me of myself and I can see their, you know, gumption and, and gutsiness and, and just, just, just willingness to run through a wall. They might run, they might fail, they might die, but I want to be, if they win, I want to be part of that. So, and also the product that they're like, this idea is so interesting, um, you know, and I, I just feel like I can see myself using it. And I, in fact, can you make this now? I, I want to use this now. Like what, what are you guys waiting for? If, if you're investing, if you have that feeling, that's something you should go behind. I mean, you're not going to succeed on every single one of them. Like you're, you're just not. So you want to build a diversified, you know, in love investing, it's about, it's all about, you know, investing in stocks. You want to be diversified. I have 30 stocks of 30 companies, public traded companies that I just love. And I want, and, and I, I get behind them and I, because I, I want to diversify um, my risks. So, but um, for, you know, you might, some of them might fail, but the vast majority of them won't, will do well. But that's probably a pretty company. In VCs and or uh, in, 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 in angel investing, that's be like the vast majority will fail. But those people who succeed, you love their product, you love those entrepreneurs, man, if it hits that, that that's it's, that's gonna be so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty yeah. reassuring to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what are, what is your biggest goal for 2021? You know, you have so many things that you're working on right now. And you know, what's that one big goal that you have for 2021? 
Uh, my big goal is to achieve my goals. Okay, let me let me let me, let me clarify that a little bit. I came uh, when it turned twenty twenty one. I knew that I wrote a post on my uh, blog rejectiontherapy.com. Uh, I I wrote a blog uh, post about my New Year resolutions, right? And I have last time I made New Year resolutions was in college, and it sucked. It's basically right. I'm gonna find a girlfriend. I'm gonna make this much money. I'm gonna finish four this year. I just make this grandiose claims, then I don't even have to wait till February to know what a fool I was to make that. It was just like a mocking document and I just felt bad and I just forget about it later. But now looking back, it's like, ah, I did this wrong. Like every, every one makes new resolutions, everyone. Uh, no, 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 not everyone. A lot of people do. You just go to the gym on January 1st. It's always full, but very few people stick with them. That's because we focus on the outcomes, not on the input. So my new res- my goals for this year is all about input. So I, for the whole year, I want to achieve 1,000 creative hours of writing and write for 1,000 hours. Um, and and for this year, I want to, uh, you know, I want to be able to, um, you know, um, one of them is uh, I want to work out at least 15 minutes per day. So I give myself a total minutes, like I think it's like, forgot 5,000 minutes or something uh, that, that I want to uh, exercise. And I want to spend... 500 hours with my kids, you know, they're getting, they're growing up. I want to be spending 500, at least 500 hours with them. So I have all these input goals instead of output goals. My output goals have just been very I mean, they're good goals. I want to launch a new blog. I want to, uh, I want to relaunch my app and I want to get fit. I want to be a better parent. I have all these output goals, but those are meaningless if I don't have input goals. So my, I have a spreadsheet. If you want, if you're interested, go. Uh, you can go to rejectiontherapy.com and find my blog called New, called New Year Resolutions. You can see the spreadsheet. I'm tracking this every day. It's uh, no, so I'm. That's if you ask me, what's the big goal? That's my big goal. You know, so. Uh, yeah, that's lots of goals in one yeah. big. <laughs> in one big goal. I just want to see if the New New Year Resolution is actually possible. You know, is uh, I'm I'm the guinea pig to say, to see like if I track this myself, if I do this input, can I actually achieve all these goals? Mm-hmm. And if I can, hey, maybe I can help other people do this as well. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love how you kind of put yourself in that mindset that you're willing to be that guinea pig and try and you know make sure that this method is true, and then kind of you know relay that message to other people, and yeah. just really commend you for that. It's so so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one more question for you, and that is what one advice could you give to an aspiring entrepreneur? Uh, I'm going to follow up on what you just said, uh, the previous question. And I I think, you know, is, um, is, uh, if you have, um, a lot of times we we think as entrepreneurs is people who have, have cool ideas that can make them true. Actually, that, that's actually not true. The entrepreneurs are the people who find problems, you know, who are finding there's a need in this. And it'd be great if I can have something like this. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, there's nothing like that? I'll be that person who make it. So if you are building something that is not for you or like or you don't resonate with, um, I'm not saying you cannot win. I've seen entrepreneurs can win with that mindset, but the vast majority of entrepreneurs who can build something are the people who feel like, man, I'm, I'm the first, I'm the customer. I can build something I love and I know what my needs are. 
So in my case, I have so many cool ideas, right? But the things I told you about the, uh, the, 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 the ideas that I have won so far, like for example, rejection therapy, that idea I resonated with because I did it, I need it. Um, and I, the, the love investor, which I hope, you know, can catch on, but I need it. I've been doing this for the past 10 years. I love it. And uh, achieving my goals is something I need. So if you got an idea, okay, think about, is this something that you think is cool? Just, uh, and other people would uh, cool for other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But don't ask that question. Ask, is this something that I cannot live without? If there's a one day saying, I, how, how much have I missed in my life? Mm-hmm. If you got that feeling, if you're like, I, I need this, do it and do it for yourself first. If you don't love it, just because you love it, doesn't mean everyone else will love it. But if you hate it, if you don't love it, that means for sure no one will love it. So. Nice. Yeah, love that. And yeah, how can our listeners find out more about you online? And just wanted to see if you had any final remarks. Yeah, so uh, you can um, you, you can find me on, um, okay, the quick final remarks. Okay, I wanna tell everyone, this is the Asian Hustle Network, right? And, and just so you know, um, a lot of times that we focus on the difference I mean, the, the, I mean, the world operates this way, right? When they see you, they put you in the box. You're Asian, you're, you're black and white. And I, I know recently there are a lot of uh, hate crimes against Asians and, uh, nowadays. The world, op- the world operates this way. You know, they put you in the box. But you cannot operate this way, okay? As an entrepreneur, develop for the people that you resonate with. Right. If that's like Asians, if there's Asian, uh, you know, if, if it's an Asian hustle network, you resonate with, you know, Asians, great, amazing, do it. But just, you know, you can, doesn't matter what kind of box people put you in. Just, you know, you can do it. You know, don't, don't, don't feel like you're, you're pigeonholed by something. So if you can develop product that resonate with other people, whether they're, they're, you know, no matter what kind of a nationality they're in, you can succeed. Like I, I'm, I'm honing on this idea of rejection, which everyone get rejected. So um, just follow what resonates with you and you have a shot. Now you can find me on rejectiontherapy.com. Um, and uh, I, 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 started, I started restarted blogging this year. I love writing, I love writing. So I, I'd love for you to, you know, people to subscribe to my blog and I would, I would deliver them to you. My writing was love to your, you know, to your inbox. So uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at Jia Jiang. Uh, that's my name, dot com, uh, not dot com, at Jia Jiang, that's on Twitter. So yeah, so um, I'd, I'd love to connect you with you guys. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks. much. That was awesome hearing your story today. Right. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much.